0: So the big question is this, how do young men like us who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So today was a very good day. I went to the mall again, and with my friend and we talked to five girls. We just went, we wanted to get it done quick. So we went in, talked to five girls, went out. No phone numbers achieved. I wasn't really asking for numbers though. Neither was he. (laughs) Neither of us even asked for numbers. We were just talking to them, but it's getting a lot easier, and now that I've taken action, I dissipated it all—if not mo- most—of the excess potential related to that one girl I was talking about the other day. And also, I just don't idolize girls that much anymore. So that's good. The more and more action I take, the more the less and less I will idolize girls. So I'm already way ahead of where I was. In the beginning of summer, I am pretty confident that I could have a conversation and hold a conversation with a girl now, at least for one minute. And I'm talking about a girl at my school, like just a stranger, even though I didn't talk to a girl more than like 10 seconds today. If I were to actually try to have a conversation, I would I would probably do a lot better but with that being said you guys definitely should be doing this because all of our lives we have been idolizing girls we've been thinking highly just lust all of that is not good for us and our influence is reduced because of that And once you take action, literally just start a conversation with a girl, you instantly gain influence on the world. So think about it this way. If you just talk to a girl, a stranger, you instantly gain, become more efficient at gaining your goal, getting your goals. So if you've already accomplished some goals and you're happy with that, think about, imagine how much better off you would be if you were just 50% more efficient or a hundred percent more efficient or a thousand percent more efficient. And that's what happens when you expand your comfort zone and start to take action and dissipate the, all of the excess potential correlated and linked with your with that specific object or e- event. So I want to talk to you guys about three different books. And not those books in particular, but one concept that is in all three of the books. And if you have read many books and there's a common theme or a common concept amongst many of the books, well then, it's definitely a valuable concept or it's definitely worth noting. And let me explain. So I've read many books, but three books in particular that I'm talking about right now is How to Win Friends and Influence Others, Expert Secrets, and Reality Transurfing. So I read How to Win Friends and Influence Others first, and it's basically how to communicate effectively and get what you want and influence people to serve your motives, essentially. Except it's a lot more unselfish. It's a lot, it's selfless, and that selflessness gets helps you get what you want. It's a whole thing. And there was this one, I just read that book all the way through. I just wanted that stuff in my brain. I wasn't really necessarily gonna take action on it. I just want it in my brain. And I figured that it's better to read it than not to read it, even if I was not taking action. So then I read it, kind of picked up on a few things, took action on a few things, but for the most part, it was just, all all the knowledge is just sitting in my brain, doing nothing. Then I read Expert Secrets. And no, actually I read Reality Transurfing second. So I read Reality Transurfing and when I read it, I just zoomed through it. I, li- I read like 50 pages a day and that book, if you read 50 pages a day in that book, that's insane because the pages are really big and the content is very deep and it requires a lot of thinking. So pretty much I... Just wasted that read and I just read as much as I could and didn't really comprehend much and Then I read expert secrets and once again, I read it all the way through pretty quickly But I retained a lot more Now I'm rereading Rowdy Transurfing and expert secrets Reality Transurfing in the morning and Expert Secrets at night. And instead of just reading through them, I'm studying them. So I'm taking a lot of notes on a separate notebook and I'm writing down important things to remember. So when you're reading, just when you're just normally reading something, that information passes through your brain once, maybe twice if you reread it. But if you're using my study method that I use, that information, all the most important information passes through my brain at least 10 times, sometimes 11, sometimes 12. So my study method is a lot more efficient. And I just basically write write stuff, important notes down. I basically copy down phrases while I'm reading. And then I... At nighttime, I reread my journal of what I wrote. And then at nighttime after that, <clears throat> I summarize in my other journal, my nightly journal, the most important concepts that I remember. And then the morning after, I reread that. So I get a lot, a lot of information passes through my brain. So a lot of connections are made. So it's a very efficient way of learning in my opinion. Plus I do it for maybe 30 to 45 minutes and then I take a six minute meditation break and just meditate for six minutes and then repeat 30 minutes on, five minutes off. And then sometimes I do, usually on the weekends or during summer, I do 45 minutes on, six minutes off, 45 minutes on and then I take a 25 minute nap to just lock everything in And then I go on with my day. So, the reason why I'm explaining all this stuff to you is because there was this one concept that I learned in how to win friends and influence others. And it's basically when you're trying to get someone to say, yeah, uh, to make a purchase or buy something from you, or when you're trying to get someone to agree with you. One of the best, there's a tactic, I thought that it was a more esoteric tactic, so I kind of dismissed it when I first read it in How to Win Friends and Influence Others, and it's basically where you get someone to say yes three times, and then you ask your question. So for example, if I were trying to get you to buy a phone, a, a new iPhone for me, I would say, Even if you could, or do you think that you could have success watching movies on this phone? Yes, I would. Do you think that, or will you have success calling and FaceTiming all of your friends on this phone? Yes, I would. Will you have, do you think you will have success Uh, Do you think you would have success taking high-quality pictures with this new iPhone? Yes, I would. So you basically get them to say yes three times. And then what that what he said, I'm pretty sure I haven't read it in a long time, so I may be completely butchering this. But what he said is it basically gets them more susceptible to say yes another time. So then you hit them with the question, would you like to make this purchase? Like, Would you like to buy this phone? And then they are more likely to say yes. So I kind of just dismissed it because it seemed like a more esoteric concept and a more just not very practical, but, and then I read it again in Reality Transurfing, the first time I read it, but since I read 50 pages a day and I was just reading, 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 I didn't really comprehend it. So I read it, but I don't remember reading it because I read so much and I crammed everything and I, it just went, up, like it just dismissed in my brain. So that's the second time I saw it in my books. And then the third time I saw it in Expert Secrets in the perfect webinar script at the end, Russell Brunson asks three questions that will get them to say yes. Now at the time I didn't make the connection that he was using that influence, that conversation social tool or that social trick to get them to say yes but that was the third time i saw that that concept of three yes method so at that time which was probably like two maybe actually one month ago maybe a month ago maybe like two weeks ago i don't know when i finished reading Extra secrets the first time through i I had at that time, like a month ago, I had seen the 3ES method three times in three three different books, but I hadn't realized its power yet. Then I this morning I saw I was this morning when I was rereading Transurfing, he he said something very interesting to me and he was talking about, it was the chapter about staying awake. It was the, the chapter about intention. And in that chapter, he talks about dreams and how people when they're asleep, when they're dreaming in REM sleep, like when they're actually dreaming, they in non lucid dreams, they're the victim of circumstance. And so the dream kind of gets to choose what happens. The person is kind of the victim of the dream. So the person doesn't really get to choose what's going on. The person just plays along with the dream. And then, then he said that people in, in real life is just like a dream because people are asleep in real life similar to how they are in dreams because they're caught by pendulums and they are immersed in the game of life. And so if you simply just wake up and become aware and drop your importance, then you are able to choose your path in life and you are not the victim of circumstance anymore. You actually get to choose what happens So the reason I'm just saying this to give context to the next part. And then he got to the part where you can actually, that's where hypnotize, hypnotism comes from. Because people found methods to basically put someone into that asleep mode. Now, most people are actually in that sleep mode by default during their day that's why they get mad that's like that's why they overreact to many things even though in reality if you in hindsight it did not even matter that's why they are really the victim of life they don't really get what they want from life and a lot of the times they get what they do not want they actually manifest their worst expectations but the hypnotism there are strategies to where you can actually put someone in that sleeper state, we'll, we'll, we'll call it. And he said that the gypsies, now I don't know what a gypsy is, and I'm not sure if it's good or bad, it, it sounds, I don't know. I probably should have looked it up before I said it on my podcast, doesn't matter. He said that there was a method that they used to put someone in this, sleep to hypnotize someone basically. And it was called the, you basically just get them to say yes to three questions. And once I saw that, this morning, this was this morning, at like 6.45 in the morning during my study session. And once I saw that, I instantly wrote it down, but I didn't really take any particular note of it. I was just like, oh, I remember this from, from How to Win Friends and Influence Others. So at this point, this morning, I had seen it four different times in my reading from three different books. And after the fourth time, I just made the connection to how to win friends and influence others. Now, I did not make the connection to Expert Secrets yet. Not directly, at least. And then I went to the park with my friend And then I, we decided to go to, well, yesterday I actually brought it up, but today we decided to go to the mall and do a comfort zone exercise where we just talk to five girls and then leave. So we went there and did it. And once I, once we were done, we were just leaving and we started talking and we were just... Excited about how it went because we reduced a lot of our excess potential that we had built up And now we have more influence in the world because we took action And so now we're getting closer to our goals But then I started talking about this one thing that I thought about this morning I told him what I just told you guys how this morning I saw the Three yes method in reality transurfing, and I reminded him that we saw it in how to win friends and influence others And then I was in the flow So if you guys are in the flow while you're speaking a lot of the times I get in the flow when I'm speaking on my podcast which I believe I'm in the flow right now and When you're in the flow you say things and you make connections that you wouldn't have otherwise and you basically make a lot of into you get a lot of intuition and you gain a lot of new knowledge and connect a lot of pieces, connect a lot of the dots. So I was saying that we read in How to Win Friends and Influence Others, 3S method, he taught us that. And then this morning I read it in Reality Transurfing and it's a way that gypsies use to hypnotize someone. But while I was explaining this to my friend Franklin, I, before I started explaining it, I wanted him to be awake. So he, And I said, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna tell you exactly what I did. So I was like, Franklin, are you awake right now? I just want, I want to tell you something important and I want to make sure that you're awake. Are you awake? And so he did the, he breathed in, made sure he was conscious, checked if reality was real. And I just checked right now and I am awake. But beside that, he did that, and so he was like, yes, I'm awake. And then I was like, okay, I just want to make sure one more time, are you awake? This is important. And then he was like, yes, I'm awake. But he did it very quickly, so I could tell that he kind of fell asleep already. And then I was like, okay, I want to tell you this thing about in Transurfine this morning. I read that the gypsies use the three yes method just like in how to win friends and influence others. Now, this is important, so I wanna tell you this. Are you awake? I wanna make sure that you're awake. Are you awake? And then he was like, yes, I'm awake. Now, why wouldn't I be awake? And then I was like, okay. And at this point, I kept on talking, and I was saying that the gypsies used the three yes method to hypnotize someone, and then, I realized that in Russell Brunson's perfect webinar s- script in Expert Secrets, he teaches to the first 60 minutes is just giving content and teaching. And then the last 30 minutes is like closing. You're trying to get the sale. and there's a part in the last 30 minutes where you ask three questions that are obviously yes. The answer to them are obviously yes. And then I was like, and I explained that to him, but I just made that connection during that conversation. So I was super excited. So I was explaining that to him. And then I was like, are you getting this? Are you awake right now? I want to make sure you're awake. So you're getting this. And he was like, yes, I'm awake. I'm awake. But then I realized that I just used the three yes method on him. So I asked him three questions and that were yes. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I just realized that I used the three yes method on you. And he was like, oh, that, huh, whatever. And then, And then I was like, wait, you're asleep. And then he realized that he was asleep. So I literally... Not, I wouldn't go so far as say hypnotized, but I made him fall asleep while I was asking him if he was awake. So he was basically not present, but I was asking him if he was present, and I was making sure that he was present, but he was not. So I just want you guys to see how valuable the three yes method is in everything. And there is this one thing that I want to tell you that once we realized that I used that method on him and we were just talking about and we realized how valuable that is then we got to the car and I and then I made another connection we were talking about how this would work during sales and then we made the connection that Russell Brunson purposely ask the three questions after he taught the content. So it's best if you get the person familiar with the three yeses, or the content of the three questions. So don't ask them, if you're trying to make them a sale on this brand new gadget, don't ask them three questions right away to get the sale. You have to educate them first so they can become familiar with that content of that gadget, because I have a prediction or a hypothesis, I'm not sure if it's absolutely true, but people are more vigilant and more aware when they're unfamiliar with something. So if they're unfamiliar with this new gadget and you're asking them three yes questions, they're gonna stay more aware, so it's the three yes method is not gonna be as, it's not gonna be as powerful, but, if you educate them and spend 60 minutes, like in the 90 Minute Perfect Webinar, teaching them all about how this new gadget is so awesome, how it's great, exactly what they can do with it, how well they'll succeed with it, and all of the above, if you spend a decent amount of time just teaching them how good it is, and then you ask them three questions that will respond in yes related to that content they just you just taught them, then they'll be more familiar with it so then they'll realize, "Oh, I know all this stuff." So then they can kind of let their guard down and actually l- lose their vigilance and fall asleep. So that's the connection I made. The 3S yes method is extremely powerful and then also you're supposed to teach them on that method. Or you're not that method. You're supposed to teach them on the content of the questions first. That's if you're trying to make a sale of something that they're unfamiliar with. But if it's just normal questions, then yeah, then you'll, you should be good without the education. So that's, that's one of the biggest things that I learned today. And I just wanted to share with you guys because I will definitely be practicing this and using this a lot in the future. I'm gonna get some water. So I'm really looking forward to the future because now I will be conscious of this three yes method and i'm going to start to apply it a lot more because i can see i can already see a lot of in useful cases where i can use it for example convincing parents to get what you want or convincing a teacher to get what you want or convincing a friend to get what you want not it doesn't even have to be to get what you want it could just to get your way or to help them see some new opportunity and how it could help them you could actually convince them using the three yes method to help them. So there are so many different applications for this. But I wanna quickly change topics and switch gears to something that I had been kinda of on and off over the past couple of years and it's called lucid dreaming. So two or three years ago I had to. I was really into Fortnite, and I was playing a lot of video games, and I was addicted. And this was before I was on self-improvement. And we had to, it was during the new Fortnite season, there was this new Fortnite season, and I had to leave on vacation. I had to go to Hilton Head. I know, right? I had to go to Hilton Head and get away from my PC, or away from my Xbox to play. I couldn't play Fortnite for a whole week. How terrible. And But that's just how addicted I was. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not. I mean, it was just how, it was just my past. It's whatever, I'm indifferent now. But I'm telling you all this because I, the reason why I wanted to learn lucid dreaming then was so I could actually play Fortnite in my dreams. <laughs> So that, one, I was really addicted to Fortnite. I was learning a new skill just so I could play Fortnite. But that's just context. And I actually learned how to lucid dream through YouTube videos. And after spending the whole week practicing, I was able to get a lucid dream on my last night there. And I was super excited. I did not play Fortnite, because I, the way lucid dreaming works is, once you get in the dream, your mind kind of is not as critical or your memory is not as good so i ended up just going to my house and like fighting like started to fly around and fought superman it's just like the classic classic first lucid dream fly around and fight superman that's like the only thing that i could think of doing and i didn't want to waste a lucid dream so but that that was like three or four years ago. It was I don't even know how long ago it was. Maybe two years I don't even know. It was when Fortnite season uh chapter it was like the I don't remember what season it was, but it was the season where the flood, the big flood happened and there was a live event for the big flood, like the tsunami, but I never got to play on it. I didn't get to play on that event because I was gone. I just remember watching a lot of YouTube videos while I was at Hilton Head about that. Or, no, it wasn't. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. But I did. I learned how to lucid dream, and then I kind of just stopped doing it. Once the school year happened, I stopped, and then I forgot about it. And then I once I got into reading and I started reading a lot of books, I was probably like 15, 20 bucks in. And I was looking for the next thing to learn. And I remembered lucid dreaming is like an awesome thing to do. So I was like, oh, I might as well try and read a lucid dreaming book so I can see if I could lucid dream again. And so I read the lucid dreaming book and I didn't even get all the way through. I was halfway through and then I realized that, yeah, I'm not gonna do this, this is a lot. And I actually spent like the next two months in my journal writing down all my dreams so i'd remember so i wasn't not committed it's just i i wasn't getting the same results as i was the first time because i just didn't have as much intention or drive to get it like the first time i was really addicted to fortnite and that was the way i could with get over the withdrawals or whatever so i had a lot of drive to do it but the second time i didn't really have a a reason to do it So I kind of just gave up after two months of journaling my dreams. And then I remember, or, and then after that, I kind of just stopped. And then I remember this summer, my friend wanted to get into lucid dreaming and he was like, oh, if we learned how to lucid dream, we could meditate for like nine hours while we're asleep and get so much meditation in. And I was like, for some reason, I was trying to convince him against it. I think I was asleep while I was explaining all this stuff. And I told him, oh yeah, we should not do that. We should focus on business because you have to do so many things to be able to lucid dream. And so I basically explained to him the whole process and all the things you have to do, even though it's not even that bad. It's not that tedious, it's not that much. And I was just basically trying to scare him off of lucid dreaming. And then this morning, yesterday, two days ago, I started reading Intention. I read about Intention. It was either two days ago or yesterday. I think it was two days ago. But I started reading the Intention chapter. And in that chapter on Reality Transurfing, he talked about dreaming. And there was one part in particular where he said something about lucid dreaming is a great way to practice and understand outer intention. And outer intention, by the way, is critical to transurfing. That is what transurfing is all about. Outer intention is how you basically achieve your goals in the easiest, simplest means possible. You basically allow the goals to realize themselves, which does not make sense at all. I'm still trying to comprehend that, but, it's a thing. And so two days ago I read that lucid dreaming is a great way to practice the transurfing techniques and uh, understand uh, outer intention. So I was like, oh, nice. Because I already read that my first read through and I kind of dismissed lucid dreaming because He said that it was not required, but it's a great help. So I kind of just took that as an out. And so I kind of did the same thing two days ago. I was like, all right, I won't lucid dream because it's not required, but it's a good help, but it's not required. So I'm not going to do it. And then today I was reading and I remembered, I saw something that struck me. And I went back and I read about, I reread and wrote down that part about lucid, lucid dreaming helps you a lot with your outer intention and helps you with your transurfing skills. And then I realized that it's not that much more work. It's literally the same amount of work to be able to lucid dream. The way you lucid dream is at least 10 times a day, he said, Ask yourself, is this real? And you have to be conscious. It cannot be a habit. It cannot be routine. You just have to consciously ask yourself, is this real, at least 10 times a day, and figure out if you're dreaming or not. And then eventually you'll lucid dream. And you're already doing that uh, when you're being vigilant throughout the day and staying awake. So then this morning I realized that, well, we we should lucid dream because we're already doing all the stuff for it. So it's not any more work to be able to lucid dream. So then I wrote that down, and then I thought more about it. And this morning at the park, I talked to my friend about that thing that I just taught you, how we should lucid dream. And I basically apologized for steering him off course last time, and we should we need to be focusing on lucid dreaming because lucid dreaming, you can do so many things. You can get to know your inner self, your subconscious. You can practice your outer intention. You can learn what outer intention feels like. And the way he described what outer intention in a, in a dream feels like when you fly for the first time in a dream, it's kind of like free fall or the drop on a roller coaster. So if you can imagine going up all the way on the roller coaster, building anticipation, and then once you drop down that feeling in your stomach, everyone knows that feeling. You can feel it in a car ride sometimes when there's a drop in the road, or even sometimes on, on stage you're like, Oh, this is happening. It's like that, that feeling everyone knows intuitively. Um, He said he described flying for the first time uh, uh, and using outer intention in a dream as free fall and the feeling the drop in your stomach. And I want you you guys to remember when I was trying to lose a dream for the first time to play Fortnite, but I flew instead. I flew and fought Superman. Now, Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I flew in that dream, I had a, a drop in my stomach, because I was like, oh wow, this is actually happening. I'm actually flying. What, what? Imagine what, to kind of help you comprehend what it feels like, I want you guys to imagine you're in real life, so you're sitting here right now. Imagine you just started flying right now. Imagine that feeling you would get. You'd be like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And you get that drop in your stomach. That's what I felt in my dream. And I never connected these dots until I was talking to my friend this morning and I Realized that lucid dreaming is huge for practicing and understanding what outer intention feels like Plus we get to do some crazy stuff in dreams There is no limit to dreams and you get to practice and understand more transferring concepts like the scripts the sceneries and changing them and also Staying awake and you also get to practice changing lifelines, changing, going with the flow, doing anything you want, like manipulating the world or not letting the world realize itself through your desires and through your intentions. So there's so much value to lucid dreaming and I haven't had a lucid dream in like a long time. So that's one of the next things that I'm going to be working on. I told my friend that he should be working on too. And you guys should definitely be working on it as well because you all you have to do, I'm not even gonna be journaling my, or as of right now, I'm not gonna be journaling my dreams. I'm not gonna be logging my dreams. That might change in the future once I get more serious. But as of now, I'm simply just going to be reminding myself at least 10 times a day. I'm not counting. If I was counting, I'm pretty sure today was at least 20 times already. But I'm going to be making sure that I ask myself many times a day, is this real? That simple question, is this real? And it only works if... You are conscious and critical about it every single time and it never becomes routinized, routinized. So it never becomes like a routine, like uh, you're going through the motions. It is always critical and you're always conscious about it, but it should become sort of a habit because that's how you ha- build the habit and then you'll eventually you'll do it in your dream and then you'll realize that it is not real. So when you ask yourself that question, what I do, there's multiple things that I do. Let me get some water before I explain. So when I ask myself, is this real? One of the first things I do is I try and look for words. I try to find like a poster, a piece of paper, or anything that has words, or a sentence, or letters, or numbers on it. So a sign outside, uh, anything, anything with words. And then you try, and then you will it to change. So I always try to change the word. You could change the font size. You could change the font type but what I do is I just completely change the word and I have a go-to word it's inappropriate so I'm not going to say it on the podcast s-e-x uh but I always change it to that word and then I close my eyes and then see if it changed and that's basically you using your outer intention to change it you don't try to change it with your fingers or with your inner intention. It's hard to explain, but you kind of just you kind of just do it. You kind of just imagine that it's changed and then accept the fact that it could change that there is a f- possibility a lifeline or a different type of thing where that could actually change to that thing. So then you try you change it, and then I close my eyes and open them to see if it changed. And if it didn't, two things happen. One, it failed, but that could either mean two, one of two things. could either mean I am dreaming still, but that my intention is weak, or I'm in reality. So then uh, the next thing that I try to do is I close my mouth, and then I plug my nose and try to breathe through my nose. Now, obviously, in reality, that will not work. You won't be able to breathe through your nose. But when you're in a dream, you will always be able to breathe through your nose, even while it's clogged. It's. I've never actually tried it in a dream, but I've in my books that I've read, I've heard that it is one of the craziest sensations. So then... Those are two things, two of the go-to things I do. Some other alternatives that you could do is be critical about how you got there. Try to remember how you got to where you were. Try and retrace your steps. And if you can't remember, or you remember us like you teleporting somewhere, then that probably means that you're in a dream. And then another thing that you need to be doing is being critical of your environment. Is everything as it should be. Is there any like monkeys flying around or is there any crazy things happening? If, if everything seems to be in order and, you're, and you don't spot, okay, so if you spot something and that may seem strange, but your mind insta- instantly tries to justify its existence and justify how it's normal, then that probably means that you're asleep and you're trying, you need to wake up because when you're in REM sleep, your brain kind of loses its critical thinking skills and it justifies everything. That's why people don't lucid dream very often because the brain kind of just accepts everything the way it is. Even if there's like a, a person that transforms into a, a dog or something like that. Even if there's the craziest thing that happens, your brain justifies it. So that's why you have to be extremely critical about your surroundings. And if there is any suspicion, then you are probably dreaming. And you should, if there's suspicion, repeat the steps. So try and change words to different words. Or try to... And then next, try to breathe through your nose again while it's clogged, while it's plugged. And pretty much he said in Vadim Zone's book, he said, if your intention, depending on how strong your intention to do this is, you should have your first lucid dream within days or months, depending on how strong your intention is. So that's... And the, a lot of those strategies that I told you, like changing the words and clogging your nose, I don't think that he taught those in reality Transurfing. I picked those up in a different book called, I don't even remember what the book was called. It was some lucid dreaming book. It's got like a green cover, a green weird looking cover with a design or something on it. Let me get some water. So, that's the next step for me, is lucid dreaming. And plus, this helps a lot because in order to use outer intention, you have to drop importance and also stay vigilant. And when you're staying vigilant, you're also dropping importance. So, staying awake and always asking yourself, is this real, and making sure that you're awake is how you become a transfer for essentially are you guys getting all this or do you guys see how valuable this stuff is that i'm giving to you this stuff took me a very long time to figure out and i'm still connecting all these dots so i hope you guys can see the value in the words i'm speaking to you so there's also more there's a lot more reasons to lucid dream but I want to move on. I wanna wanna talk about outer intention and vigilance in comparison to society. So do you guys you guys remember when I said about how most people in society are asleep on the day-to-day basis and they're the victim to circumstance. You guys remember that? Yeah. So if you're the victim to circumstance. You don't really get to choose. You kind of, life kind of just chooses for you and you float along the flow of things. And you end up somewhere where years later you regret and you wish that you went, you could go back. And that's a lot of people. Now, if you want to stand out above the rest and achieve your goals and get what you want in life, get what you choose, then you have to stay awake. And a couple couple months ago like before school or during summer in the beginning of summer I was I was aware of the fact that we should stay awake but I was kind of like when I was looking for my business opportunity I was trying to stay awake all the time because I wanted to be awake in order to see my business opportunity and then I kind of just stopped and then I realized that this is like the most important thing and so I told my friend and he agreed and so we realized that we should be awake a lot more and then we were awake and then we kind of just faded away. And then once we started reading reality, trans serving again, we were awake way more. And now that school is starting, we are present way more often throughout the day and every single day we're getting better and better. So you guys getting where I'm um, you guys hearing all this. So That is one of the biggest principles of Transurfing, staying present, staying awake, and dropping the importance. And then you'll be able to get your choice in life. You get to choose what you want in life. So that's why I'm really drilling down on lucid dreaming because building the habits and just skills with lucid dreaming also builds my habits with staying awake and staying present. So it's a win-win scenario, and also I get the benefit of getting my choice in my life. The more and more you are awake, the more and more you basically live life. So I want you guys to think, when you're dreaming, do you feel like you're living? No, right? It's you're kind of just there and it's kind of just passing you by. You don't really feel it's kind of feels fake. So that's what I realize now that living life is like for, for what I used to experience. At least I can't speak for others, but when I was asleep, most of the day, it kind of feels fake looking back on it and it kind of feels like a dream. It kind of feels not as real. It still feels real. It still feels like I lived it, but it's not as good as the moments that I was present. But now when I'm present, and a lot of the moments that I remember this past summer when I was present really feel real, and they feel a lot more satisfying. You guys getting this? You hear what I'm saying? So can you... Follow, subscribe to my channel while you're at it. (laughs) If you guys like this episode so far, you should subscribe to the channel. But I want you guys to take into note what I just did. Over the past couple minutes, I was getting, I was asking you guys, are you getting this? Do you see the value in this? And I was kind of winging it. So it wasn't that great. I don't think, but I was getting you guys to say yes, three times at least. And then I did a call to action. One of the first call to action I did in in my episodes, I always do it at the end of the episode, but I did a call to action to subscribe to the channel. And I explained in the beginning of the chapter the three yeses. Now, whether or not it worked on you guys, I'm still practicing. So if it worked on you guys, you guys definitely see the value of it. But if not, you'll see the value soon because now you're you're aware of the of its existence and its value and you'll look out for it more often you may have even caught me while i was doing all this stuff but i also want to say that it's another marketing strategy to say are you getting this do you see what i'm Do you see what I'm saying? And things like that where the audience always tries to say yes. And I learned this from Russell Brunson. He said that in your kind of sales, in your webinar or your event, whenever you're speaking to someone, you always ask questions where they say yes, like a quick nod in the head. So if you're in a one-on-one conversation with a friend and you're talking and then you randomly say, are you getting this? And then they nod their head and you keep going. And then after a little bit, you're like, are you getting this? Do you see the value in this? And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep nodding their head. they are a lot more, they realize a lot more. Ah, that was wrong they're a lot more open to your ideas and the story he shared is he was at a event where he was trying to learn from the greats on how to do in-person sales like doing uh i'm kind of blanking on it but basically standing in front of an audience and giving your presentation and making sales. And so he was at one of those and learning from one of the greats at the time. I don't remember his name, but he was learning from someone and he watched him close like half the audience or some crazy number. And so he went over and asked him, and I'm pretty sure he was his mentor at the time. So he went over and asked him like, try to get him to teach him what happened and then so they went and sat down in a coffee shop and he used that strategy on russell but russell didn't realize it and so the the mentor was basically saying are you getting this and then russell was nodding his head and then he kept on saying he probably asked him 20 questions of a quick nod so are you getting this do you see the value of this 20 times and so During that conversation, at the end, the mentor, like, stopped Russell, and Russell was shaking his head the whole time. He was nodding his head the whole time. And the mentor, like, stopped Russell and said, do you see your head right now? And even at that moment, Russell was still nodding, and he was like, yeah. And then he finally... Russell finally woke up and was present, basically. And he realized that he was nodding the entire conversation after the mentor brought it to his attention. And then that gave Russell the epiphany that that is one of the most valuable things, to always ask, I think they're called closing questions. Maybe they're, maybe they are, I'm not sure. Always ask those questions throughout your presentation. Always say, are you getting this? Do you see the value of this? Can you see how this could work out for you? and all that stuff. Are you listening? Like, yeah. So that's one of the, that's another very valuable thing that I remember that kind of connects to the three yes question because Russell was kind of asleep. He was basically asleep the whole time in the conversation because he was just nodding away. He was just nodding his head constantly. And then it wasn't until the mentor brought it to his attention when Russell finally woke up and realized the like the strength of that tactic of getting someone to say yes multiple times. So, unfortunately, today I will not be able to study expert secrets because. We, today we went to the park, and then we went straight to the gym afterwards, and we were there for a decent amount of time. So I got home past 2.30. It was probably like 3 to 3.15 when I got home. So right now it's 4.14, so I won't be able to study, but that's okay. And tomorrow, I'm not sure if I will... I don't know, I'll figure it out because my, I learned the other day that you should take rest days in your studies, but I'm also kind of addicted to studying, but I also want to stay efficient and optimal, so I don't know if I should take all the way, all tomorrow as a rest day from studying, I don't know, I'll figure it out, I should have just taken today as a rest day because then I would have had a lot more time, it's fine, (laughs) I'll figure it out. I I probably won't even end up taking a rest day, but there's a lot of value in the words that I spoke in this episode. It's my life has gotten a lot better, and I've gotten a lot more influence in the world once I started taking action and talking to random girls at the mall, and asking for their numbers, because action dissipates potential and potential is excess potential is what is created when you basically idolize someone or obsess or basically whatever TikTok tock and social media molds your brain to do and that's that's why i'm so grateful that i got off of social media when i did because that stuff mold your brain you see some very even if it's not explicit you see a lot of things that are that you wouldn't you shouldn't be seeing, and you wouldn't have seen otherwise and it's just very damaging for the brain everyone says it but now that i'm like taking action and dissipating all of that potential that i created while i was on tiktok and instagram and all that stuff now that I'm taking action and getting rid of all of that stuff from my brain, I realize just how dangerous it is. And most people aren't, are going to hear these words that I'm saying and they're just not going to do anything about it. And those people are just going to go on with their life and still stay the victim of their lives. And they're just not going to really get much, get what they want from life. But it's the people who take action. I could have learned all this stuff and never took an action. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I will not. I certainly won't be at where I'm going to be in one month from now, one year from now, 10 years from now. But it's just action. You can learn all the stuff you want. And to be honest, you're a lot less likely to take action on the content you learn from a podcast than reading a book. That's why I always recommend reading a book, even if you're not going to take action. Because most of the books that I read, I wasn't planning on taking action, but it molded my subconscious to take action. So that's the value. If you hear something, you forget it. If you see something, you remember it. And if you do something, you understand it. So I heard a long time ago that phones were dangerous and social media was harmful for the kids' minds and all that. I forgot about it. Once I read about it, I started, I remembered it. And then I made, I took action towards changing it. And then it wasn't until I actually changed it. And then like even a couple months after I changed it, then I realized just how harmful it was. And I actually understood. I started to understand how bad it is for you. So that's a huge advantage over understanding is a huge advantage over just knowing or remembering because if you can explain something to someone, then you understand it. You don't understand it unless you're able to explain something to someone so I hope that I was able to help you guys understand a little bit more and learn a little bit more about the dangers of social media and all this stuff through all the stories that I'm telling you because I'm learning that story is the best way to teach because there's all these stories that I'm telling you guys from that I learned in my books. I remember those stories. People remember stories way more common than just words like I I remember stories way more than facts way more than phrases and that's just everyone that's why stories are the most the most valuable teaching tool and that's also the one of the most valuable marketing tools also story and it's a specific type of story it's an epiphany bridge story it's basically where you get someone to tell to feel the emotion. You tell them the emotion you felt when you first learned of that new opportunity. So that's why I spent so long, that's why I spent a lot of time giving you guys a pre-frame, which is basically preparing your mind and giving you guys context to be able to learn the, the actual story. So that's why I told you about in the beginning of this episode how I was reading How to Win Friends and Influence Others, Expert Secrets, and then I was also reading Transurfing, and I actually brought you through all the different times that I read it, the 3 Yes Method and what I was thinking at the time, how I just dismissed it, and I really brought you through, and then I wanted you guys to feel the epiphany to where... I didn't understand it right away, but then it wasn't until I connected all these different dots, so that's You're not gonna understand everything right away. That's something that I even have to remind myself Even every day Because I always beat myself up because I'm not remembering. I'm not understanding the words that I read right away It's not until one two three four ten days. I don't know It's just however much a day is after you read it until it actually has time to form in your brain and connect with all the other things so i hope you guys got a lot out of this episode this was probably one of my better episodes i'm very glad that i have this opportunity to teach you guys to wrap things up don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the ascend momentum show but before you guys leave make sure to remember the eagles